You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturday's... Welcome to the show for Taz Racing. Foster or adopt a greyhound today, gaptaz.org.au. This is Saturdays in Tassie with Holly Fowler and Brett Chiefs. Ethan, our producer's thrown in some uh, some Robbie Williams since it's grand final day. Morning, Holly. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm up in uh, I'm up in sunny Brisbane, actually. What's it like down there? It's snowing. <laughs> it's absolutely oh, it's absolutely horrible. Sleep, you know that's Hobart sleet that seems to come in from under the ground at you. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, yep. it's a, it's a, it's a bit ugly here today. But uh, yeah, Robbie Williams is that's a pretty good guess. Williams, it is a good Del- guess. Delta Goodrum. I know. I saw um video of Delta actually uh, kicking around the footy yesterday. She's not got a bad boot on her, Delta. I did. I did see a comment on Twitter that that maybe the ruse will pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we're. <laughs> we could be about to lose our coach, so look, oh, we'll take geez. Delta. That's... We'll get into that, though. But yeah. grand final day, I'm excited. Who do you think's going to win, Jeevesy? Well, I think I think the Cats will win. Um, they they would have been thrilled not to have played Collingwood in the grand mm. final. That would have been uh, a really tough ask for them, I think. Um, and we've spoken over the last few weeks about how well Collingwood play the MCG. Yeah, and if you don't think that that the Collingwood Army would have played a, a part on um, on Grand Final Day, then you are slightly mad. So, uh, mm. I think um, I think Geelong have dodged a bullet in in facing Sydney, but they'll they'll need to play their best football. There's no doubt about that. The Swans are, are obviously an exciting side. Uh, they're young. They use the ball well. Franklin is a is a known big game player. Um, and they, the Cats have that uncertainty around Max Holmes. Does he play? Doesn't he play? Uh, it'd be a huge mm. risk if he does. Um, so, yeah, there's a there's a bit to play out between now and first bounce. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping for the Cats. I mean, my family are all Cats fans. My dad and my dad's dad are born in Geelong, so I'm, I'm spending grand final day with them today, and it's ah. such an... An important one for them, and I, I you know, I'll, I'll have to jump on the cats train. I think today, just for them. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, see, you, you and I are in a, in a similar boat in that my dad's a Geelong supporter, also, um, and so is my brother, and mm. I'm defiant, and I just said, no, I'm not going to be a Geelong supporter. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't follow suit. <laughs> That's what I did. I beat to the the tune of my own drum, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I certainly hope for both our families that that the cats get up but perhaps more importantly is that if if the swans win 
David Lithgow will be unbearable for the next oh, however long until round one of next year. I don't even want to hear from David Lithgow after it'll that. It'll be a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, many people might not know who David Lithgow is. Flash, as he goes by. Um, yeah. Everyone knows him as Flash. But, Flash from uh, Jack and Flash, big swans man. He'll he be will be, today. yeah, very rarely gets called David, but um, no. he'll be a nervous wreck today. Oh, I wonder if he's going. I haven't even asked him. I'm going to flick him a text. He's, um, he's one of those guys that'll he'll pop up. He'll, he'll find a seat somewhere in there. Yeah, he just it's just what he does. Definitely, definitely. I do love um, something really ex- exciting, and I think a bit of a, a heartwarming little story was um, Joel Selwood revealed yesterday on Gillian Goss in WA um, that Gab- Gary Ablett Jr.'s son Levi will run out with Joel Selwood and the rest of the team um, at the grand final, which is so sweet. Levi, he's only three years old. He has a degenerative disease, um, and Joel just basically said it was an an opportunity for the club to show their respect to Ablett and his family for their contribution to Geelong. So I've got a little bit of audio um, from the show yesterday. I'll play it now. Uh, I'll let you in on a little secret, but his his son's going to run out with me tomorrow, um, which is pretty special. I think it's only fair that uh, Ablett's performing on uh, grand final day, and uh, it's Gaz's turn to cheer on his little son. So... uh, that will be pretty special for the Ablett family, but also the Geelong uh, faithful. How sweet. Oh, I yeah, can't wait well, to I, see I that. It's so sweet. Hadn't heard that audio, and I had the same thought that it's 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 fitting that an Ablett will rep- oh, <laughs> represent absolutely. On a, during a uh, Geelong grand final. But uh, jo- Joel Selwood's one of those guys where, well, I'm a Hawthorne supporter, and the Geelong-Hawthorne rivalry's been you know, epic mm. uh, for a long time. And... Um, I've never been a fan of Joel Selwood, you know, and, and, and purely because he's not on my team. Um, yeah, but if he was, and he's killed us, and he he dominates, and it's hard to watch sometimes. But he's a he's clearly a legend human being, um, and you know this this act I think is is amazing. You know what a what a what a great gift to the Ablett family, and and a great thrill for the young fella to run out with the team. I know it's so cute. I wonder if um I wonder if Levi's up for grabs for North as well. Jeez, <laughs> you've 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 gone to a new level trying to recruit oh. four-year-olds. Yep, no. that's, that's where the ruse are at. Honestly, though, we might have to wait out for 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 Levi, little Levi. So cute! I can't wait to see that. But yeah, yeah pretty pumped. Cool. I'm excited. It's such an exciting day. Although up in Brisbane, it's hard to find a bar that you know is playing the um, the grand final. It's not. Um, whereas Melbourne obviously would be uh, would be lit up. Actually. Ethan, producer Ethan, turn your mic on. Tell us you're going to the game today. Hello. Uh, yes, I am. Ethan <laughs> has a ticket, right? I, I do have a ticket. Ethan's I've got, got, I've a got ticket. an AFL Media Pass. So uh, it's oh, the, the, the right. perks must of, be nice. The perks wow. of uh, working in TV at SEN. Perks of the job. So tell us what's the vibe that down there at the moment? What's uh, it like? Well, around I went the streets? past the G at about 7 o'clock this morning and mm. there were people already turning up. Oh, uh, my God. Based off the news, there's probably a <laughs> note. It's probably 200 rows deep of people already jamming into the MCC. Oh, my God. Um, so it's going to be packed as expected. I think I heard that, like, it's going to be, I think, the highest rated watched grand final they're predicting. So wow. if the crowds follow suit, then it could be massive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've, never, I've never understood, Ethan, you might be able to help me with this. I bet, and I've been lucky enough to go to a couple of grand finals, but when it's a sellout and you've got your seat allocated to you, you you're locked in. Is there any need to be there at 7 a.m.? 
I could be wrong, but I think MCC is general admin. I think they get their ticket and then they oh. all have to just run in to pick their seats. Oh, wow. Okay. So I think that's why, because I had the same thought. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too sure, but I think that's the case. Jeez, okay, there'd right. be some serious arguments happening if that's the case. Yeah, there's plenty of uh, mums and dads pushing through people to try and... Yeah. <laughs> just if you're me. a mum or a dad pushing through, could you give us a, a text or a call, 0437 535. Surely that's not the case. I wouldn't mind writing the etiquette for that process because I, I actually... <laughs> I actually happened to, uh, to see something during the week where a young child got pushed over so uh, so an adult what? could could get access to a door faster um, in a in a crowd and it was a oh little my bit God. disturbing to be that is like, disturbing a little funny well, I've got that sadistic kind of yeah. sense of humor dark you would have but laughed. um uh, and the kid was fine he was okay but um, <laughs> please um, supporters MCC do not push the children over Oh, my God. What about the children? Think of the children. But then there's also September Club. Um, SEN will be there today, I'm sure. Uh, there'll be There's a big crowd along. I know all those all those tickets are a total sellout, and I think there'll be uh, some very, very sore heads come tomorrow morning, I reckon. Um, well, Holly, some from the SEN you, team, probably. Can you can you imagine if, if Collingwood had played in this grand final and won? Oh, what, my God. What, what would Melbourne have looked like? Like oh. it could, it could, they could have set the place on fire. It I was there been... when Richmond won the grand final and they shut off Swan Street. Yeah, I was, I was going to make that same point. I was in Melbourne mm. that weekend as well and tried yeah. to get to Swan Street to, to meet a mate no for chance. beer. No chance. You know, pe- no. People had to abandon their cars in Swan Street yeah. because they were driving down the street and then there was just this overwhelming crush of people. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there was, <laughs> was some scenes. Um, a bit like you know those those dark movies where the you know the the people hang around the you know, the fires in their little uh, villages and um, yeah can you can I portraying that well can you picture yeah, it? yeah I'm picturing it now I'm closing my eyes and I'm picturing it <laughs> good stuff great so who do you think today if you could predict your best on ground grand final for maybe both Swans and Geelong who would you go for? Well, I, I think it's going to be Selwood or Dangerfield will be yep. the uh, the two drivers for the Cats. Uh, yep. Danger's been good of late. You know, he's, he, he had that rest um, sort of back end of the season, three or four weeks off and got himself fit. Brad Scott said at the end of last week's game that um, that he, he hadn't seen Dangerfield move better. Uh, he's mm-hmm. fit. He's moving well. Uh, so that's, that's going to be a problem for the Swans. Selwood, yep. we know, just gets the footy, tackles hard. Um and grand finals are generally, uh, you know, pretty pretty hot on contested footy. So it's the sort of environment that Selwood will thrive in. And then yeah. for the Swans, it's going to need to be a, a buddy bonanza. He's going to have oh. to kick five or six, I think, to have to have the Swans in the game. Um, and you're the biggest buddy fan ever. Cool, named your dog after Buddy. I did, yeah, name my dog Buddy, and then yeah, uh, and then Buddy left the Hawks, and um, we thought um, about and giving crushed your, dog your dreams. Away, but um, yeah, because you can't rename your dog. At age six, <laughs> would be a bit unfair for him. Um, but yeah, you you just kind of feel that that for the uh, for the Swannies to get up, it's going to need to be the Buddy Show. So um, mm. and look, I, I I I really hope for the Buddy Show because it's it's always great viewing. Yeah, I can't wait. I literally la I think it was not last night, the night before. I rewatched the footage of the crowd running out for Buddy, and it just 
unbelievable. I still I still watch it even now, and I'm literally just looking up on the um, screens and they've got footage of Buddy. So you must have known that we were talking about that talking about him. Yeah, well, he's, he's right in front of me. He's such an a gun. gun. Can't uh, wait. Now, the, the big news, after last week we spoke about the Brownlow and mm. Patrick Cripps being the bet. Mm. Remember? Yep. We, what the, did I say or did you say? No, I think you Anyway, said. collectively we said Cripps was the bet and he was the bet. That was cool yeah. to see. Yeah. And also I owe you a coffee because I went for Collingwood. Yeah, so. Yeah, you do. I, I actually By one point. <laughs> I'm so tired. I kicked. I was absolutely... Uh, petrified when the when when the magpie army came flying flying home as they always no, do. You thought um, I'm going to be up for an oat latte one more time. Yeah, and that oat's an extra dollar, so I was yep. uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> I, was, I was keen to negate that. Next no, week I'll buy you coffee. All right, your yeah, winner's excellent. coffee. We'll be back after a short break uh, for some local news with Bailey Kenzie. Uh, can't wait to to hear a little bit about what's happening with Tassie. There's plenty going on, um, plenty happening with the new stadium, and sadly. Uh, some pretty damning and some pretty confronting news out of out of Hawthorne um, this week as well. We'll unpack all that later in the show. But first, we've got to get to local news with Bailey straight after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. It's Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you this morning. Kindly joined again by our good friend, Bailey Kenzie. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Holly. Thanks so much for having me back. Yes, it's of course. a week off. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Must be nice up in Noosa. You lucky bastard. Absolutely. Yes. Lovely. Before <laughs> Holly, we get into Holly, this, no swearing. You're such I a said swearer. bastard. Such a Pardon swear bear. <laughs> That's not a swearer. That's not a swear. It's a swearer. Is it? <laughs> yep. Bastard. Give me ten. Give me ten pull-ups. <laughs> oh, I can't do ten pull-ups. Bailey, what have you got? Hit us right between the eyes. Righto. Let's start with TSL in this local sport news. Obviously, massive news last week with Launceston taking out the TSL. Interestingly, though, I want to take the focus away from the game a little bit and look at those five referrals to the MRO, um, which was even post the contest. So Mitch Thorpe could uh, activate his suspended suspension that we touched on a few weeks ago for a verbal exchange with Kingbury's Tyler Carter. He's been referred straight to the tribunal. That's going to be heard sometime next week. Carter himself landed in some hot water for a strike to the jaw of Launceston defender Jacob Boyd. Um, he's earned himself a two-week ban downgraded uh, for an early guilty plea. That was originally four matches. Jamison House from Launceston was charged for instigating an all-in brawl in the third quarter, which is a huge talking point. Um, and as usually occurs in these situations, so much to work through, they're not going to suspend individual players. So they slapped... Launceston with a $1,000 fine for instigating that brawl and Kingbra for a $500 one. The really interesting one, though, was Kingbra, and I'm not sure who's responsible for this, but they've decided to take to social media in a form of a Facebook post to bag out the Launceston players and the AFL, uh, the TSL umpires involved in the game. So they've earned themselves a, a $300 suspended what fine. What was the post? Do you yeah, know? I don't read this. It's been del- it was deleted quite oh, quickly, so I'll, wow. I'll work on getting it to you next week. 
but the post essentially took aim at some of the players from Launceston. Um, it's, it insinuated that this kind of behaviour from Mitch Dort was pretty normal. It said there's no prizes for guessing who started the brawl. It was along those kind of lines. So Some, Sometimes, right. and so I, I operate our work account at RecLink and, and I have to toggle between my personal and work. Mm. You may, maybe someone's not... You know, someone's forgotten to toggle off their per- off the business page back to the personal page. It's like when you accidentally uh, post on your private story on Instagram, yeah. then you're... Yeah, that's why Instagram <laughs> seems a problem. I'm a bit old mm. for that, I think. But yeah, that's huge, Bales. Massive news. Let's go to the Jack Jumpers now. So they've just got back from their NBL Blitz in Darwin. Um, I actually sat next to Scott Roth on the plane last night when I was flying back. Oh, our plane, our, our flight friend, got, Scotty. Our, yes. flight, our flight got um, delayed. Oh, I didn't, Scotty I didn't too hotty. I didn't shove the microphone in his face for a quick vox pop. I left him be. I was just thinking that that would have been painful for Scotty. Had you got going, that could have been a disaster for him. He um, (laughs) he was sitting there quietly, reading a book, just chilling out. You know, he had the highlighter out, highlighting pages. It was a sport performance book. Good. Use, really oh, wow. using the time on the flight. Our flight was, you know, delayed because they had to take their interconnecting flight from Darwin. But it was a big week for them in Darwin. Um, working back backwards from their results, yesterday they beat the Taipans 100-81. to 81. They went down to a strong 36ers lineup, 88-79 to 79 on Tuesday. But they also thrashed the Kings side by 20 points, 73-53 to 53 on the Monday. One of the main talking points for the Jack Jumpers is Jack McVeigh. I mean, he had a breakout season last year and there's no he's showing no signs of slowing down he's a he's a four that scores heavily and he, he really was the star of the show particularly in that win yesterday against the Taipans who they're going to face I believe in round one he was able to rack up 25 points 13 of which came in that second term so big game for him yesterday the other talking point out of that blitz was how impressive the combination of imports Milton Doyle and Rashad Kelly can be mm. um, an, an ESPN basketball insider even tipping that that combination could be more impressive than Josh Adams and Mikhail McIntosh's duo so that's a another very interesting Prom- talking point that's promising I'm excited yeah well promising is a, is the word um, Holly in that yeah. you know, there was some real concern when uh, Adams departed, and it, and it seemed to you know like there was some miscommunications along the way, and Adams was disgruntled, and and that that impacts the fan base as well. That um, and particularly given his performance in the back end of the year, um, I spoke to a couple of um, you know, local basketball people who uh, have been involved in the NBL for a while, and they say that that his shot making at the back end of the year that that was NBA level stuff. You know, no yeah. one was able to guard any of that. Um, so. You know that 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 is really promising that, that these two imports are gelling well, um, and it's whether or not Majet can fit into that as well as the as the floor general. How does he feed yeah. and and work off them? But importantly, I think defensively, both guys are gonna are gonna add plenty uh, to it to a backcourt that maybe struggled a little bit defensively last year. And Majet and Adams, who aren't huge physical presences, we well, won't have to wait long at all to find out the game. The opening game is just one week away now, so very exciting stuff. We'll move to a bit of uh, local cricket news. So uh, I'll save the full rundown of local cricket for next week because that'll be just a few days out from round one. But I can reveal a few sort of movements and signings that have taken Ooh, place yes, in the, this in is the what competition. We love. The CTPL always, movements. Absolutely. CTPL trade rumours. I think mm. there used to be an old Facebook page called CTPL trade rumours. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, it's in for a bit of a shake-up this year, the competition with a number of uh, former state and BBL players coming down into the competition. So Billy Stanlake, we know, is signed for both the Canes and the Tigers. He's going to take to the field for Greater Northern when he does play grade cricket. 
Will Sanders is a, a fast bowler and a bowling all-rounder. He's got a first-grade 100 to his name. He's moved down uh, from Queensland. He also played a game for the Hurricanes last year as a replacement player, but he was subbed out as the X-Factor player. So he's a young guy. I think he's around 20 or 21 years old. Bowls around 130 kilometres an hour and bats sort of seven or eight. Tim Oakley has come across from South Australia off contract. He uh, was delisted at the end of last year and he's come to play for university. He's a tall, fast bowler. He's nearing two metres in height. He swings the ball both ways. And his nickname is Bumpers. So that's a pretty scary prospect if you're a batter in the CTPL. He's I, love, got that I, love, I love two metre fast bowlers that, that, that swing the ball both ways. Why, how did he get delisted? That's um, the question. I'm not really sure, but what I can tell you is he got, um, he got Tim Payne out in both games of that second 11 game that Payne played towards the end of last year. And, right. Um, I don't know. I think Payne's jumped straight on the WhatsApp or he's had a chat mm. to him in the rooms after and got him across to the Mighty Lions. So a big pick up there. Also, Clint Hinchcliffe is coming across. He's uh, turned out for the Stars and WA in the past. Doesn't have a state contract this year, so he'll be playing for Clarence. Kingborough looked to have locked in the signing of Josh Kahn, a 22-year-old player who represented the Hurricanes last year, but he's pulled out now and he's going to head to South Australia to play for the Northern Districts. But just on, on Hinchcliffe, he played a game last year. Um, I think he got stuck down here through quarantine right. um, and played against Glenorchy, and we he killed us. Um, we had the ruse five for 40 or something similar, and he went on to score 90. They made 180, and then he took six for 12, uh, and we were all out 130 by the end of the day. We did end up reverse outriding them, I should add <laughs> to that, but uh, the back of a Tushgarg 100. But, um, yeah, he's a super impressive left-arm Chinaman, and you, and you don't see, sorry, left-arm wrist spinner. I think the, the term Chinaman's been uh, banned uh, by Cricket Australia. But, um, yeah, left-arm wrist spinner, um, great wrong and, uh, and seems a really good kid as well. Absolutely. With all that talent coming in, there's some departing interstate. Ben Menente's picked up a contract in South Australia. Cam Valenti's going to return home to South Australia and Harry Menenti, who played for Newtown last year, will go back home to New South Wales. Keeping in cricket, we're just four days away from the opening game of the Marsh One Day Cup. Uh, and it looks as though... Cricket Tasmania are going to stick with Ben McDermott to keep in those games, meaning Jake Doran and Tim Payne could miss out and then have to show their wares in club cricket uh, as to who keeps for that opening Shield game, which is a few days later. So it could be McDermott or Jewel, one of those two players who's more of a batter but can keep um, in the one days. So, yeah, four, four days away there. Also massive news for the Hurricanes with Tim David finally getting his long-awaited opportunity to play at international level. He was presented his cap by Matthew Wade, who made a very touching speech. He claimed that he'd brought him down to the Hurricanes, that it was his infinite wisdom that got him down here. David was able to make 18 off 14 balls for Australia. And as we know, David's been one of those standout players in the BBL over the last few years, just really owning that number five or six spot for the Hurricanes. So plenty of, plenty of local sport news. We've also got hockey, if we've got time. Um, we had some new premiers as a result of last Saturday's grand final. So just quickly reflecting on that to round out our sport update. In the women's, Derwent took out the title, getting their revenge on OHA, who, who pipped them last year, and were looking to make it three in a row. Derwent last won a title in 2019, and they were favourites for that contest, and their goalkeeper, Natalie Bester, was able to save three one-on-ones in the shootout to give her side a, a real advantage. And 
and win in that shootout 3-1. to one. And in the men's, the Canterbury was able to take out the Premiership. They've had to wait a little longer to take their Premiership. They've ended a 22-year drought last week. They last won the flag in 2000, and the scores were level, but a shootout saw them take the win. So that's all your news in local sport. Ooh, thanks, Bailey. Well done, Bales. That was great. That was great. good. See, you can get it in in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it beautifully, mate. Nice there, work. There has been a little bit of news, um, Bailey, that uh, you, uh, you didn't touch on, is that uh, there was a bit of a – there was a season launch, I believe, uh, earlier in the week uh, down at the the Tigers, and uh, old Brady Jeeves here got got a little bit of an accolade. Do you want to tell <laughs> Tell ah, us a little bit about this. The field of fame. I love how you've, Here you've, we given, go. you've given me 11 seconds before we go to news to talk about myself. Thanks, Holly. No, Great. that's yeah. okay. Surely, surely in the last hour we can cover. Just let me talk about my career. and, <laughs> uh, and No. No, so yes, field of fame. Congratulations, mate. For me. Awesome. Thank you, Holly, very much. Um, yeah, huge thrill. Uh, I think yeah, just a huge thrill for my kids and, and my mum and dad. They were, uh, they absolutely loved it, which was great. Um, I don't know. It's kind of. I think when you've 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 sort of played and had a career, and I'm sort of more proud of the work I, I do now with with RecLink and and the yeah. impact we have. You know, for young people. Um, yep. and, and those opportunities that we create, to me that, and I don't want to sound sour, but to me that, that means an awful lot. Um, you know, I'll reflect on cricket as a, it's, it is largely a bit of an individual pursuit. We had some great team success, but you are always trying to climb yourself to that next level. Um, yep. So, yeah, look, it was, it was great. Mm, um, oh. Great to be, you know, connected to, to Cricket Taz in a, in a positive way for once. And um, as I said, my kids and my, and, and, and my family uh, all absolutely loved it. So it was a, yeah, it was a real thrill. Aww, that's so nice. <laughs> I'm so happy. That makes me smile. Oh, cool. Congratulations, mate. That's Thank great. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I'm glad the kids were there too. They would have had a ball. Oh, yeah, they loved it. Yeah, awesome. And uh, and the kids will be gearing up for the jack jumpers too. They'll be excited. The little basketball yeah. Oh, band. We're thrilled. Yeah, I've even yeah. bought myself a jumper. Uh, not a jumper. I had, a, I had a crack at you last oh, week for calling on. them jumpers. Yeah. I did. Hey. I did. Was that me. you? Yeah. I had a crack at both yeah, of you. you. I said best on ground. Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> I said <laughs> best on ground. <laughs> best on ground, yeah. I did say jumper. No, but I did. It's a hoodie. So it's a jumper. Okay, yeah, no. Hoodie. It's a jersey. No. Yeah. And, it's, and to be honest, it's a real big one. Triple X not allowed to get in there. It's <laughs> getting a bit sad. <laughs> We've got to go to news now, but we'll be back. We're going to go through some Swans and Geelong predictions. Bailey's going to stick around, uh, a big Cats fan. So it's a it's a big day for Bailey. He looks pretty nervous. I know no one can see him it's over the, the, the airways. It's quite hot in here, but yeah, he, the nerves uh, are getting he might, The nerves might be, uh, might be kicking in a little bit, but we'll be back after news. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves, Bailey Kenzie joining you this morning. Grand final day. I'm excited. Uh, There's been a text in as well, guys. I know we just, before we move on from local sport and really get into the, the grand final Swing of things. Um, there's been a text. Jeevesy, thoughts on the dramas at North Hobart this week with the sacking of Clinton French. Rumours have it club legends Robert the Wiz, Divine, and Richard the Bear, Robinson, have been contacted to take over. Wow. Okay. Well, there's some news. So the big bear is a is a personal friend. So I, uh, that's a bit of a disclaimer up front. Yeah. Um, 
unbelievable footy brain. Uh, yeah. The bear and 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 a great communicator and builds great relationships with players, uh, yeah. and and the Wiz is a is a known legend, phenomenal footballer, goal sneak, tough, um, very very successful player. Together as a combination, they they would they would wax very well together. Uh, Wiz yeah, has got right. a great footy brain as well. Bear builds the relationships. Um, I do. I do feel somewhat for, for Clinton, you know, when you're the leader and, you know, it's been reported the Mad Monday celebrations uh, didn't go the way they should have. Um, if you're a leader and you're drunk around players and other people, uh, that, that can sometimes be a problem. Um, so, you know, it's, um, it, it's very unfortunate, um, but I think uh, the Bear and, and the Wiz would be a phenomenal combo. So, uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be thrilled for both guys because they would do a great job. For those who don't know, can you explain exactly what has been reported in, in relation to the, the Clinton French? I didn't read too much, to be honest. Um, I was I was told that it um, that there was some some abuse and um, things just got out of hand. Boys being boys, and and as a leader, um, you know you, you you probably can't do that if you're a player and you walk in and you and you throw some verbals at people. Mm. Um, then yeah, you know you can you know you might get a slap on the wrist and be asked to tone tone it down. But I guess as a leader. And also in those situations too, sometimes in sporting clubs, um, you know, North Hobart have, have been in a bit of a rebuild for a while. You know, when you haven't got the success or, or the wins on the board and, and you offer the board an opportunity, um, sometimes um, in amateur sport, they, they, they will take that opportunity just to just to pass you on. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. But I think for the, for the future of the club, um, uh, Richie and the Wiz would be a, a really good combination for for a growing young list. Interesting, interesting. Mm. North Hobart, hey, we'll see. Anyway, I wonder when they're going to make that decision or announce it. Anyway, bit of inside scoop on the text line. We love that. There, there we go. Yep, very exciting. All right, we've got to get into some of these grand final predictions as I did uh, last week. I'm not sure how the SEN predictions went last week. I should go and check over them, but... SEN predictions for Swans and Geelong. I'll get your thoughts on these guys. Um, Duncan, most disposals for Geelong. Um, it says, with Paddy Dangerfield likely to be claimed by Callum Mills, the door has opened for Mitch Duncan to lead the way. Um, expect him to cover the ground, play his role, and find plenty of the footy through the midfield and across the flanks. Hmm. Might be a cheeky little bet. Uh, I'm saying no. You're uh, saying I, no. I, I, I'm just you said no to a lot of these last week. I'm not sure that you would tag Dangerfield. He doesn't use the ball that well. I'd I'd, I'd rather shut down Selwood myself. If you can deny mm. Selwood, I think I think you you kind of deny the um, the runners and the wingers and because um, he he's the one that gives them first access. If you can cut, if you can shut down Selwood, um, I think you go a long way to, to to shutting down the cats. So I, I'm I'm happy for Dangerfield to be uh, to be the guy kicking the ball into the forward fifty because he he butchers it seventy percent of the time. Yeah, yep. I'm with you on that, Javesy, as well. Yeah. All right, next one. Uh, Brad close to kick two or more goals. Expect him to hit the scoreboard and do some damage to the Swans. Yes, absolutely. He's been able to Definitely. find the footy really well in in the forward fifty. I think he'll easily kick two or three goals. Yeah. Yeah. The, right. for, the forward lines. Great for the Cats, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Stengel closes the crummers to Cameron Hawkins. Perfect. Yep. All right, next one. Luke Parker to have 20 or more disposals. He's a star. He's made for finals footy, and he's made for grand finals, expecting him to run head-to-head with either Patrick Dangerfield or Cameron Guthrie, meaning he'll be around the pill, and, and such is his ability to win the ball. He'll find it 20 or more times with ease. 
That's a lock. Yeah, Parker definitely. for 20 plus, yep. Yeah, surely. Uh, and lastly, Isaac Heaney to kick two or more goals. Obviously, Sydney's X Factor. Um, he's teased us in the first two finals, kicking a goal in both games, but has left you feeling like he should have kicked two or three. He's a star, and I'm expecting him to star on the biggest stage. Well, it, it kind of depends who goes to him. They, they, they mm. might go to, go with a shutdown. Could, um, yeah, exactly. Who do you put on him to shut him down? Oh, Tom Atkins, maybe. Like, he probably gives up a little bit in height and aerial, but, um, you know, maybe you lose a, a little bit through the midfield because he's been very good. Um, Zach Guthrie has got that, that, that length um, and, and ability. He might lack a little bit of muscle, but... Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not so sure, not so sure that Heaney gets easy access mm. playing the Cats. Yeah, I can't see him mm. kicking two goals no. either. No. Mm. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Bailey, it's a big day for you, Cats fan. How are you feeling today? Are you I'm hopeful? Feeling... You you think it's locked in? I think I'm feeling a bit nervous to be honest, Holly. There's obviously a lot of balls <laughs> in the air still. One of them is is Max Holmes, and I'm very very worried about that. I mean. We saw a piece in The Age uh, come out late yesterday afternoon that he's not likely to play. Uh, he didn't take part in the captain's run. He had his tracksuit on for most of that. So he's looking a very unlikely addition. So it's going to be an interesting one. And a shake-up this close to a big game like a grand final is always a nerve-wracking one. The other one that's been reported quite heavily throughout the week is deconing to line up on Buddy Franklin. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. Jeeves, a big-bodied player with on deconing. I mean, he's obviously shown his wares this year, but it's a huge matchup for a young player. Yeah, well, the the Pies butchered it last week by having Maynard on Franklin. I, I haven't seen Franklin mark the ball the way he did over his head um, in that in that prelim for a while, and that was purely because he got access. Um, Maynard didn't quite uh, catch the body early. Ball would come in, and he was just able to jump at the footy. Um, so. I think really importantly, yeah, uh, De Koning would be a great matchup. He's quick, uh, he's got great athleticism, and he's good through the air as the well. Air. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's able to get, you know, he's got good reach to actually deny Franklin access to the ball. I, I wasn't sure why why Maynard went to Franklin um, last week uh, with um, Murphy, um, Moore. Yeah, they, they those two players seem like um, uh, a better fit. Looking objectively, I mean, not you know, not from a Geelong fans' perspective, there's a lot of huge talking points out of this game. It could be Buddy's first flag for Sydney, and it was an interesting time for him to announce his re-signing ahead of such a big game. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that one as well, Jeeves. I mean, does it detract from the focus of all of, of a big game like this? The Swans said there was so much uh, speculation around his re-signing that they wanted to put the rumours to bed, and that's why he announced it. Kane Corns was obviously pretty critical as well on that, so... Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, uh, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I think what it does is it instills um, a great sense of belief that the buddies on board, um, and and everyone's everyone would would feel great about that. The team would would get a serious lift. So uh, I, I think that that only plays in Sydney's favour. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be an exciting day. I hope the cats get up. Um, I will be cheering it on with my family and uh, we'll see what happens. I, th- I think everyone will be getting pies, getting the, the beers out, pies and footy day. Pies will be a sellout. Um, speaking of which as well, uh, I hope um, everyone's prepared to uh, at least get out a $20 note for a pie at the MCG today because that's how much they mm. they cost down there, even if you're in the MCC members fighting for your seat today. <laughs> I'm excited. It'll be a good get. It'll be a good day, um, and we'll uh, we will wait and see how it goes. Of course, um, 
text us in as well. Who are you barracking for today? Are you in Melbourne? Are you going to the grand final? Let us know. 0437 552 535. We'll be back after a short break. It's no secret greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. It's no secret greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you this morning. Saturdays in Tassie, grand final day, uh, which is super, super, super exciting. Um, but we uh, we do want to take a step, I guess, aside from that excitement um, and address the independent review um, that was commissioned by the Hawks. There's been some, yeah, it's hard to find the words, some pretty disgusting um, details, I guess that have come out um, this week about Alistair Clarkson and Chris Fagan um, being at the centre of these allegations. Um, Jeevesy, how, like, obviously as a Hawks supporter, it's um, it's pretty, I can't even find the word, it's pretty obviously disappointing to to read this. What do you feel reading that? Yeah, I mean, not just as a Hawks supporter, but as a human. Just as was, a person, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was really, really difficult to read. Um, yeah. You know, it's uh, it was like a modern day version of the stolen generation. It was, it's, it's really quite it, extraordinary. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, even even reading it and and getting through it, which was very difficult, I've got to say, it was. It, um, yeah. uh, the journalist Russell Jackson from the ABC did an, an, an extraordinary job in, yeah, in telling did. the story of of those involved, um, and mm. and I think to get that level of trust. From from those families is is a huge thing um, in itself to be able to tell those stories. But yeah, uh, get, getting to the end of that, it, it was it was completely gut wrenching. And um, but I, I think always in the in the back of my mind is that you know th- this this was part of the review. It is one side to the story, and and um, both Alistair Clarkson and and uh, Grant Fagan have um have have come out and. Uh, you know, I guess refuted the claims. Have have tried to talk it back and and to say that you know that they uh, that they weren't involved or you know may, potentially there's been some misc. I mean, I, it's it's ugly. It's as ugly a scenario as um as you can possibly imagine. So mm. I think I, I'm really trying to hold any judgment until the investigation is done and completed and 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 we get to hear uh, the other side of the story. Um, but mm. it's it's kind of it's you know e- e- even in your own head it's hard to read that and 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 see it any other way. Um, it was it was so strongly worded and and so well told and yeah. Um, but you know I just it's it's completely abhorrent and um, you, you I don't know like a big part of me hopes that somewhere along the way that that, that there's been a, a breakdown in communication and it, and it's not as bad as what was re- what was reported. Because I mean, I just don't believe that that would be the case personally. I don't. Well, I, I get, I get yeah, it, but um, as a, as yeah, a, like, I, there's that, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just that human element in me that you, you wow, you want to like, hope oh, for the best, God. but how? First of all, I really don't believe anyone would would fabricate or lie about something this serious. And secondly, like, it's just, it's there, right? It's like, there's no mistaking, I guess, about it. Like, how can they? I don't know how this could be found for them to 
to have not been involved in. Well, you know, yeah, and it's I don't and know. it's and it's three stories that are <clears throat> eerily yeah. the same. Um, and they very, both you know, very... they both really clearly refute these mm. allegations. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I mean. To, and as a North supporter, I was really excited for Alistair Clarkson to come to come across, you know, a, a legend in um, in what he his coaching abilities and of of course his career. But if these allegations are found to be correct, I don't want him at North. No, well, I, I don't. I, I, I just I don't see you, mate. Know, if if like, if the investigation shows that 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 this happened as Kobe it was told, has no then... involvement in the AFL from there. Both of them. I really yeah, do. both both guys will both certainly of them find themselves should lose their jobs. Yeah, and that and that that will be the outcome. I don't think there's any any question yeah. about that. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's disturbing, um, you know. But I, I think what what's surprising is that um, you know we've heard from Sean Burgoyne and Sam Mitchell and Luke Hodge and all the senior figures and and it's shown Sean Burgoyne would would have been a senior leader to those young Indigenous men mm-hmm. that were you know all caught up in this in this horrible tale. Um, all of those guys had had no inkling as to the depth that that this went to and, and those behaviours and what these players were put through. Um, so yeah, look, it's um it's it's the ugliest scenario I've seen in in sport. The the Essendon drugs supplement saga. Yeah, there, there was always always that element of doubt. I guess that you know that they were trying to you know be cutting edge and they got done over by a mad scientist. You, you could mm. kind of see that, and and yes, we've got to wait for the investigation um, to to truly find out what's taken place at Hawthorne. But certainly, the the initial read was um, all of harrowing and d- disturbing, and um, and as I said, it was a, like a, a modern day version of the Stolen Generation, having trying to remove young players from their families and children and um, pregnant partners is a, a, a really disgraceful yeah. thing to, to to engage, but. Yeah, you know, let's get through the investigation and um, and see 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 what what that actually provides. Mm. I I also have to admit as well, like seeing um, seeing Eddie speak about you know his own experiences as well, like breaks my heart. It like honestly really does. I've known Eddie and his family closely over the years, and it's just it's shocking. And you don't even hear the half of what goes on either, but. No. I was chatting with my stepbrother about this on the couch the other day. We were talking about this and you hear a lot of um, issues coming out of multiple sporting codes, for example, in the NRL. We've heard probably more um, about domestic violence out of that code than maybe the AFL. But the AFL as a sporting code seems to, like, racism just continues to rear its head in the AFL the Australian community as well, but in the AFL, I'm talking, obviously, we have um, the Adelaide camp, the experiences of the Indigenous players at the Adelaide camp. It wasn't so long ago um, that the um, Collingwood's review was found with systemic racism there as well. And now this, like, why... I just don't understand why this keeps happening and why we even find ourselves having to keep having this conversation. Like, it, it's just, like, it's mind-blowing... To it me, but why does it keep popping the, up in the AFL? It, ca- it like. comes back to the to the lack of education, Holly. And we spoke about this last week after the after the Daisy Pierce comments. Um, yeah, you know, and I, I shared with you, and, and I'm not sure what what your education taught you about 
uh, indigenous culture and the, and the history of our nation. But I was taught very, very clearly that um, that that our, our settlers and our founders were heroes and are respected mm. and there are bridges named after them and parts of the town. And, they, and, and so when, when you're brought up with that as your education, you, you can see no other way. Um, mm. And, you know, like, like I said the other week, I was, well, I was actually in my early 30s when I, I learned the true history of the nation via being, you know, privy to uh, a, a story shared by a, 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 a senior figure of, um, uh, of the Northwest Coast uh, about his Aboriginality and, and how he tried to decline it and now he's accepting of it because he was taught another way as well. You know, so he's mm. a, a young uh, Indigenous man who lost his mother and his brother um, through the, you know, through the, the, the policies of the day. And so he re- he wanted to reject, when he found out that, that, that he was of Indigenous heritage, he wanted to reject it as well. So mm. he grew up hating that part of, of his history until he truly knew what it involved and that his yeah. mother and his brother had no choice but to live. They weren't given a choice and that they were trying to save him by allowing him to be adopted by a, a family on the Northwest Coast. It's, it's yeah. just, it's, 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 it is really difficult to, to find words for. And I get emotional thinking about him telling us that story because it yeah. just completely changed everything I'd been taught, everything yeah. I'd, you know, I knew as a 32-year-old man that I'd yeah. come through the department um, system and I'd been taught, you know, I finished year 12. I, I didn't know any of this. And, and, yeah. and there are a lot of people who are in the same position as me and when they hear it, it's confronting and it's hard to believe <laughs> that mm. this actually took place. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really complex situation and one that, you know, should have been sorted from from an education standpoint a long time ago. I, you know, yeah. Yeah, people my age shouldn't be in this position. As for the AFL clubs, though, like I know, uh, I would hope that, and we hear that a lot of AFL clubs are investing in education for their players and um, staff and all of that. Like, surely, I, I just, is it that people are just not listening to? This, this education or is there not enough of it in the AFL in in the AFL I guess areas I'm not talking about kids in schools yeah. and, well, and uh, that kind of thing like there's that an all kind of comes down to the soft cap doesn't it so yeah but there's an the investment talk- in that area mm. like if there's not enough get enough like education yeah, well, there's, there's not if, enough and, that, and but if and that's, you're if you're a grown sorry if you're a grown man and you're a player at the AFL or you're a staff member at the AFL leading in such a position and you have Indigenous players on your team, or even if you don't, by this stage of your life, you should be educated about it. And if you're still participating in any form of racism, I think that you're just blatantly ignoring the education and ignoring the stories because as if you're not educated by now about what's happening, educate yourself if you're not, but kind of embarrassing if you're not at that level of your career, right? In the AFL, when you've got Certainly, Indigenous yeah. players running around in, on your team that you should be supporting and taking care of, like I refuse—I I don't know. It seems to me like you've had opportunities to get educated, maybe, but maybe you're not doing it. Yeah, certainly. If you're a, if you're the coach of an AFL team and you have, yeah. um, a, you know, all, all AFL teams have um, a, yeah. a represented by Indigenous players. 
um, you know, you you should know. But yeah, you know, I think yeah. part part of the part of the challenge is that you know I've I've I've, I've seen uh, Cyril Rioli interviewed throughout his career where you know he's, he's, he would speak so glowingly of Alistair Clarkson taking the time to go up and spend time with his family. Mm. Um, I saw a funny clip the other day. They went shooting. Um, you know, Cyril was telling a story about how they went shooting together. So it's kind of like all, all, the, all this needs to play out because on outside looking in, Alistair Clarkson looked like someone who had educated himself and who was taking the time to visit with families and, and, and integrate himself into those communities. Um, yeah. But then, you know, something like this pops up and it kind of, it's the complete opposite of, you know, it looks like an, un, un, an uneducated person Hell, so hell bent on winning, you know, happy to to ruin the lives and split families, which is a level it should never ever get to. Um, but I, I I agree. If you're an AFL coach, you should be educated. Um, but yeah. in terms of the masses, um, there, there are a lot of uneducated people out there. And and to be honest, it's it's yeah. it's not their fault. Yeah. Anyway, we'll go to a a, a quick break now. Then we're going to uh, we'll get into news, and then after that, we have. An interview, which is really exciting uh, for our um, friends over at Taz Racing. We'll be speaking with Troy Baker, who's a jockey uh, in Tassie. It's going to be a great interview, so stick around for that. Uh, But we'll be back after this break. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie. And streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie. And streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. On Saturdays in Tassie, hot or not. That's right, hot or not. We do love this segment, don't we, Jeeves? Do you love it as much as me or is it just... No, no, you get very excited by it. I think I think it's the for you. It's about the silly noises in the background. I do You're like so the young, noises. Maybe a little immature. That that, oh. you know, that that cheap childish kind of humour gets you. <laughs> the child comes out of me. Okay, I love it. We're going to speed through this hot or not because we've got a we're a really good interview coming up. But uh, hot or not for Heart Sports drinks, fueling Tassie Sport on sale now and available at your favourite local store. Jeevesy, hot or not, we need a new stadium or the new team won't be a success. Uh no, not yeah. not. No, I would say not as well. We, we've got a couple of stadiums that have been up to AFL standard for some time. So, Amen. Uh, it'd be nice to have a new stadium with a roof and, and all those pretty things. But um, no, I mm-hmm. think for now, our infrastructure's good enough to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Because it has been, it's been, has been for the Roos, has been yep. for the Hawks. One hundred percent. We're going to so. get into all that later as well. We'll do a full update. Um, on everything that's happening with the AFL bid in the Tassie Stadium. But next one, uh, taxpayers' bill for the new stadium as well. Hot or not? Well, not. Yeah. Obviously. Not. Pay for it. Taz- it says uh, Tassie taxpayers are going to be up for $579 million in total. The stadium is $375 million. The team is $12 million a year for 12 years. And the High Performance Centre is $60 million. So there you go. Um. Why can't they train at the stadium? Yeah. It's the high performance center. Mm. Yeah. Uh no, but major not. And and this is this is nah. the point. This has been the point the whole way through is that um there is a there is a, a dollar figure that's too much. Yeah. And that feels like too much. 
Yeah, it doesn't does. it? Five. What'd you yeah. say? Five hundred and seventy-five million. Yes, that's Five. over the course of maybe twenty years. Doesn't but even yet. still, like still. if you if if we invest that into homelessness and health and and maybe you know the education system, then I, I think the world would be a better place. Yeah, you're not wrong. All right, let's go to news now, and we'll be back for an interview with Troy Baker, jockey out of Tassie. Really excited for that, but we'll get to news first after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie, Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you doing it for Taz Racing. As always, foster or adopt a greyhound today. GapTaz.org.au We're kindly joined by Troy Baker. He's a jockey in Tassie. Welcome, Troy, to the show. Thank you for having me on. No, pleasure. Troy, you've rode three winners last Sunday in Devonport. Um, needs remembering, Jaguar Stone and Sparkling One. That's really exciting. Uh, how how was that day? How did how are you feeling? <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good day. They um they don't they don't come along very often and I've had good support from Adam Trinder's stable especially and um when you're riding for him you know they're gonna be hard to beat. I had mm-hmm. a good book of rides that day and um then it worked out quite well. Yeah, um, fantastic. And Jaguar Stone is your most exciting horse, I believe. She's likely to head to feature races over the summer carnival. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, she looks like she's above average. She had a really good two-year-old campaign, and um, this was her first start as a three-year-old, and um, she had to take on the older horses and out of her uh, grade as um, her age group, and uh, she acquitted herself quite well, and um, she looks very exciting. Um, I think she can measure up in the feature races. She's got um, a good build to win because just before the home turn, she came off the bridle and um, to pick herself up and um, run down that uh, leader that ran second was quite a good effort. Uh, Troy, what's your, are you are you on the horse today? Are you have you got a have you got a meet on today? Uh, we race every Sunday and then um, we've got a meeting tomorrow at Devonport and then our night racing starts up. Sorry, mate. I'm 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 actually the racing novice here, so if I sound like I'm, uh, I've got no idea. That's exactly bang on. Is is what's happening in my mind. So how many how many uh, how many will you ride tomorrow? Uh, I've got six rides tomorrow and uh, a few good chances um, on paper. So hopefully we can continue the run I'm having. Yeah. So you've got Miss Tuppence in race one. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yep, Maltestani in race seven. And they're your best winning yep. chances for tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. Miss Tuppence, I've had a bit of success on, and um, yep. she's a, quite a good filly um, mare now. And uh, she looks like she's fallen to the right race. She's had a first up run, uh, which was full of merit. She sort of got back and made up a lot of ground. Um, tomorrow, she's second up, which she's been unbeaten two for two. So, um, yeah, very acquainted with her. I think with a nice barrier one there, um, she should get a good run, and I reckon she should be hard to beat. Yeah, that's uh, Troy, awesome. Sorry, Holly. Troy, I'm just looking at, at your racing.com profile. This is what novices do on the fly. Um, so your career win percentage is 8%, but your recent win percentage is 12%. You're obviously on a bit of a hot run. Where, where does that come from? Are you just are you, are you jumping on good horses, or are you are you, are you putting in, in good rides? What's the, what's the secret? Yeah, I think it's all about opportunity in uh, racing. Like, I, I feel like I'm riding the same, but um, 
of late, I've, I've got my foot into Adam Trinder's stable um, just with his regular riders, um, unfortunately, being injured. Um, and he's one of our best leading trainers over here. So, um, when you, yeah, like I said before, when you get on board, his horses are always hard to beat. And I've got a few wins, so that's, yeah, kept rolling from there. And I just think it's found opportunities. If you get on the right horses and you get them over the line, you obviously get better rides, and it just continues on from there. Uh, Troy, there, there are a couple of other things on this profile that have, that have caught my eye. Your, your prize money, I won't announce it, um, but it is public access and it, it looks uh, quite tasty. So congratulations on that front. Um, Thanks. And your, and your first ride, uh, Rich Ruby Red in 2002? Yeah, that's right. Talk, 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 talk us through that as your first ride, the nerves. Um, you're obviously a young fella. Uh, that, that must have been a, a, a huge thrill. Yeah, actually, I, that was my only ride for the day, and I ended up picking up one. So my first ride was a horse called Chocolate Surprise, and um, <laughs> I ran last, and I thought, it's over. <laughs> and, yeah, um, and then I had Rich Ruby Red, which was supposed to be the only ride, and um, she was quite a good mare, and um, it ended up winning, and I thought, oh, well, this wow. is a bit better. So, um, yeah, I was oh pulled back up on a high, and... Yeah, it was quite a long time ago, um, but I still remember the day. It's just, yeah, it was yeah, it was amazing. It was on, Mate, um, a, I think it was on Boxing yeah, Day too. Yeah, that, that's, oh, that's, I that's a, that. That's a, that's such a cool story. You know, the old uh, um, uh, board lollies to chocolates in 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 this case. But uh, talk talk to us about some of uh, some of your other highlights throughout. You know, what's been a, a, an unbelievable career as a as a jockey. Yeah, I've been riding, I think, just off the top of my head, maybe 20 years. Um, I was, I started off in Victoria. I was apprentice there and um, didn't do a lot of riding there. And I moved to South Australia and Adelaide um, with Philip Stokes. And I had quite a good career there. Um, I won the Balaclava Cup for him, um, multiple feature races. Um, and then I ended up in Tasmania um, and I've won the... I've won the Tasmania Derby here, which was yeah quite a big buzz. I ended up leading all the way, which is quite hard to do sometimes, and it was 100 to 1, so it was unexpected, but um, wow. that was a big buzz. And, um, yeah, I've won a couple of features here. I had a good season last last season. I won the uh, Strat States. Uh, I can't think of the others off the top of my head, but, yeah. So when you, when you get in the features, especially in Tasmania, we don't have many around, so... You, if you, if you get one of them, um, it's quite quite a big buzz. Love that. And Troy, you've been quite well-travelled, obviously, as you mentioned, spending some time in SA, um, which is where you met your partner, uh, who is also yep. a jockey. Is there a bit of a competitiveness between you both? <laughs> yeah, there quite is. Um, every season, we, we try to beat each other for the premiership, and um, she always beats me. She, she runs second <laughs> or third every year, and I'm always just one below her, so... Um, I think we, I think we only one win between us. It's only early. We're only just started this season, but we're she's still one in front of me. But every time I sort of peg back, she gets another couple. But um, she's got bragging rights at the moment. But I think I'm like in that. for a good season, so I might have the wood on her. Uh. Troy, Troy, this um, well, she's she's got a bit of catching up to do, I'd imagine. So this, this profile suggests that you've ridden 578 winners. Is that right? Yeah, that'd be right. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Congratulations, yeah, mate. That is, that is extraordinary. Pretty impressive. Thanks. 
I'll be uh, I'll be putting a bet on you tomorrow. So well, I'm, I'm betting on you every race yeah. that you ever race in ever again. This is uh, <laughs> I'm new I'm new to the industry, but I'm hooked already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And Troy, um, growing up, this is something you always wanted to do. You you always had your sights set on this. I imagine. Um, did this run in your family? Did you have you know your dad involved in racing or? You know, your dad's dad, or I know it sort of always tends to sort of run in the family, this talent. So yeah. where did the, the passion for this come from? Well, I actually have no uh, family in racing. I, yeah, I, right. I started, yeah, I started quite late. Uh, Mum and dad made sure I finished year 10 at high school. And yep. um, I was always quite small um, and, and lightweight for my age. I was 17, looking for something to do, loved animals and yeah, yep. someone said, why don't you try being a jockey and never ridden a horse before or anything like that. And um, it naturally just come to me and it started from there. I started, I think it was 18 when I had my first race ride. I was only 38 kilos. Um, I was very small. I got held back quite a bit just because of my weight. Um, just had to be get my strength up to hold those um, animals. And um, once I learned the technique and everything, it just went from there. So I had, yeah, no, no racing background. Wow. Just, um, look, looking for a way out of school. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, just love the animals. So that's probably what brought me to the, um, racing game. Well, mate, it's, it's worked well for you. you know, yeah. Congrats. What a, what a, what a great career choice. And you, you know, you've certainly maximized it. So, um, and for what it's worth, 38 kilos is my left leg, I think. So, um, we're sort of, <laughs> so I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm about 50, 52 now. So yeah, that's once, unbelievable. How do you, how do you maintain that? Up, like you must, you must, um, you must live in a sauna. I've, I've never had to waste. I'm one of the lucky ones. Um, a lot of the others hate me, but I've, I've never missed a meal. Um, yeah, I must have a good metabolism, but that's amazing. I, I work every day. So, you know, constantly yeah. probably working. Um, help keep me really fit and everything. But, yeah, I've, I'm lucky I haven't had to use a phone or anything like that and miss a meal. So, um, yep. yeah, yeah, very fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Troy, congratulations so far and best of luck uh, for tomorrow. We're so exciting to have you um, in Tasmanian racing and we'll be following you, um, of course, and, of, yeah, and, and thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, ahead of tomorrow, um, I'll have a couple of cheeky bets on you. So well, I'm, I'm on all six. Course, I've, just, I've just laid them down <laughs> right now. So good luck, mate. Yeah, good no luck. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Troy. We'll be back after a short break. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you. Saturdays in Tassie. Jeevesy, the 19th license update. I've got it for you. Macquarie Point has obviously been locked in as the location for the new stadium. The AFL Commissions um, has held a really positive discussion about Tasmania being awarded the 19th license as the state's government pledges more money towards a team and a stadium. Uh, Tasmanian Premier, Premier Jeremy Rockliffe is hoping to build a 23,000-seat boutique stadium uh, the AFL still yet to tick off on the bid, but on Monday, 
Um, just previously, they held discussions with the commission and the 18 club presidents and CEOs are giving them information on the business case. So we're still waiting on the bid. However, Macquarie Point's been locked in as the stadium. And we mentioned earlier, um, Tassie taxpayers uh, could be up for $579 million in total for this new stadium. Oh, for the new team, of course. So the stadium's $375 million. The team is $12 million a year for 12 years, and the High Performance Centre is $60 million. Gee whiz. Yep, it's, uh, it's a big investment. <sighs> and I, I read a letter to the editor yesterday that suggested if, um, if the government commit to all of that, then they won't be voted back in ever again. <laughs> so it'll be, it, it, it's, you know, and it's one opinion. Um, but y- you, can, you can make a case for it because, you know, we've spoken a million times about the cost and there is a figure. And yeah. um, I kind of think that that, that that is a little too much. But, um, look, I mean, it'd be great. And if they can justify it on an employment front and what it will do for the economy... Year round, then you know maybe it's worth it, but Mm. um, yeah, it is a really difficult one. Can we get Troy Baker involved in this bid somewhere? Like he'll he'll win it for us. Couple of winners. Looking, I've I'm open about this. Um, my knowledge of the racing industry isn't great. I'm not a punter, but um, Troy Baker's record and um the the profile and the numbers that I saw on that profile just extraordinary. Yeah. Um, so he's um, he, yeah. T- Tassie Racing is very very lucky to have him uh, back yep. in the state and, and and involved as a as a jockey. But absolutely. Um, yeah, he he was unbelievable. Um, Jeez, I should have been a jockey. I could have won enough bloody money to fund this stadium myself. Yeah, I thought I'd be a jockey too, and then the donuts <laughs> said, "No, I don't think so." Um, what what do you, what do you make of this license? What what do, what do you think, Holly? You're new I'm to the state. Like... I know that you're a pa- you you describe yourself as a passionate Tasmanian. Which is yeah. terrific. You've you've been here eighteen months. We're, we're claiming you. We but want Tassie, you to be part of it. Tassie's embraced. I feel like I've been embraced um, by Tassie. I don't feel like, even though um, I'm originally from Victoria, they're like, oh, I'm bloody mainlander. I've really embraced the state, and I've I loved going down to the Jack Jumpers. I'm totally on board. Look, and not that it's you know going to be a huge emotional thing for me to jump ship from north um, to the, <laughs> to, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be traumatized to have to to have to do that and make Tassie my number one team. You know, North might have to get North might get bumped to second spot. You know, with what's going on at the moment, I would suggest I, um, it as a matter of yeah, fact. I would I, make that a, yeah. I would claim the Devils as um, as my number one team. So we'll maybe maybe this is a, a topic for later in the show. But what what happens to the ruse if if the Clarkson stuff unfolds and he's out, which means oh. probably Todd Viney's out. Means I've sucked our Mafio. Uh, yeah, they've moved all these people on on Clarkson say so. Um, what <laughs> puts him in a, in an even bigger hole, um, and which is quite sad. It is very very sad for for the supporters yeah. and the club because. They celebrated what they thought was going to be an enormous win. And, oh, everyone's um, so excited. And now this, yeah. I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. Uh, let, the, let the investigation play out. And, yeah. But North, North Melbourne is, you know, is set to, to, to cop a bit of a whack on the way through with this. So. Mm, yep, absolutely. But that's the update so far. So I'm not sure when we're going to get the final decision I think it's on happening. the bid. I think it's, it's happening. It's going to happen because yeah. we've, um, we're going to pay. So it's going to happen because we're going to pay for it. Like anything, you get it if you pay for it. Yep. <laughs> cool. 
Yeah, <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're that way inclined. You, awesome. You, know, you can wear a baggy pair of track pants, get out of yep. that shop as quick as you can. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're cracking a few funnies today. I love it. Hilarious. Tired. I mean. <laughs> let's get to a break. All right, let's get to a break. We'll be back after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you. Foster or adopt a greyhound today. GapTaz.org.au uh, Producer Ethan, can you please turn your microphone on? What's happening down at the G? Did you say people <laughs> were there trying to get tickets or what's going on? Yeah, uh, I've just picked up that there's about five or six people out to, outside the front of MCC members uh, just with A4 bits of paper saying tickets wanted please. So there's wow. some desperate Sydney fans. I think one of them was Geelong, <laughs> um, but there's desperate times out the front of the G at the moment. Yeah, desperate times, desperate measures, you know. Uh, yeah, Jeez. and about, apparently the MCC is about 80% full already. Wow. And what is it, 9.30 already? in the morning? So, Oh, my days. I'm that not, is so, nuts. Isn't, isn't there a law against scalping? So you can, I'm not sure that you legally you can you can sell your ticket to someone out the front of the... Out the, oh, oh, maybe you can offer yourself up as wanting a ticket, yeah, but you can't you can't sell openly advertise that you're selling a ticket. I don't think so. I think the AFL wouldn't exactly like that being no. advertised everywhere, but I mean, yeah. if people want to go, I guess they'll go to any measure and pay any amount of money, I guess. so. Many, many years ago, I went to a Bruce Springsteen concert and I stood behind a guy whose ticket wouldn't work that oh, he was no. trying to get in and, um, and he'd bought it like 10 minutes yeah. prior off a, off a scalper, paid 600 oh, bucks. Oh, wow. no. <laughs> He's devastated. Poor man. Um, I shouldn't laugh about it now. That yeah. would suck. Imagine if the, there will be people that rock up today that have bought dodgy tickets. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 And their dreams are going to be absolutely well and truly crushed on grand final day. That's sad, isn't it? It's terrible. Anyway, I wish I was there. Be, it would be super exciting and there's such a vibe. I, I'll um, give you live updates from the ground if you'd like, Holly. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking we might need some footage um, from you uh, from the stadium. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll, so cool. I'll send it through. Are you are you a are you a Cats or Swans fan, Ethan? No, nah, I'm Bulldogs. Uh, I don't know who I, my tip is for today. Yeah, Probably. who are you going to go for then? Who are you hoping wins? I think, as a Bulldogs fan, I hope Geelong win just to see Sydney suffer again. But that's probably yeah. a bit mean. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll just go with Geelong, I guess. I think they probably okay. will win. Did yeah. you did you get to the Bulldogs grand final? Were you yeah, I was game? able to go with mum and dad. I was still 16 back then. How, how oh was that God. experience? Uh, I was really nervous the whole day. And then I yeah. only really sunk in like maybe a few years afterwards of like I was able to go to that because there was an old guy sitting next to me that day that he was actually at the 1954 grand final. Yeah. Wow. And so he when like we won, he was full tearing up because he was like Aww. he saw it all these years ago, waited what 60, 70 years, and then saw it again. Meanwhile, I'm just like, oh, this is great. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. The new kid, just winning flags. This is what we do, the Bulldogs. Yeah, now we've gone yeah. downhill to the most inconsistent team in the league since. Why? So. And you're going to lose Josh Dunkley, which is a I'm so disappointed by that. Yeah, My heart is broken. Flat. But that's that's what happens when clubs play guys out of, out of position. They recruited Trelaw. The midfield was too heavy. It meant Dunkley had to play wings, forward. He's, he's an inside midfielder. Let him run and get the footy. He's, he's amazing. Tackles, 
uh, does all the hard stuff. And you know, I, don't, I don't think he was allowed to do that as a, in a full-time role with the doggies. So they've kind of, um, you know, victim of their own creation somewhat. Yeah, I'm heartbroken. But anyway, we move along. <laughs> with the uh, that that doggies win, I was uh, I was working for Fox at the time, and they sent me to Witten Oval um, oh, wow. to to write about the experience out there. So I wrote this piece uh, out at Witten Oval. There was like fifteen thousand people. They had the you know the huge um, projector TVs on, and like you, Ethan, I, I sat next to this lady for the day, and her story was unreal. Like her, she'd been to every Western Bulldogs game, Footscray game, with her dad since wow. she was a kid. She was in her mid-60s, um, and her dad had passed away the week of the grand final. And all he ever wanted was to, you know, to, to see another flag. Aww. Waited so long, uh, and that week he passed away. They had the funeral. And so when they won, like, she, she was clutching the, um, you know, like the memorial piece of paper, you, you know, you, you, you get from a funeral. And she's crying, and I'm crying, and, and oh, I hugged her. I'm going to cry now. No, it was, and it was such a powerful experience. It was, it was amazing to be a part of, and she was so lovely, but she was, she was so happy at the same oh. time and sad, and yeah, that's it was. So, that's amazing. Yeah, me I know, cry. you're actually crying. <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, it was phenomenal, and I, I lo- oh. that was honestly one of my favourite grand finals. Even though I've seen the Hawks, I'm a Hawthorne supporter. Uh, it was such a, a cool experience to share that with with, with that lady because she was there on her own. I felt so sorry for her. But, oh, don't. Um, no, nah, oh, it was <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, doggies, doggies, woof, woof. What is wrong with me today? Yeah, you are a bit emotional this morning. <laughs> I'm emotional. Anyway, <laughs> Ethan, uh, thank you for giving us a little bit of information on the ground there. There's been a text that's come in for you, uh, Jeeva from Flash in Latrobe, our mate, of course. Uh, morning crew, don't forget the stadium is multi-purpose and not just for a proposed AFL team. Jeeva, don't give us North Melbourne supporters your make-believe sympathies. We know you dislike <laughs> us with a passion. Not as people. I don't, don't dislike you as people. <laughs> and then um, he said, lol, congrats on your recognition with Cricket Tasmania. Well-deserved, mate. Oh, thank you. That's, That's really very sweet. kind of my man, Flash. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, and that, that is a positive, I suppose, that it is multi-purpose. Um, there will be, you know, the opportunity for some decent bands to come Maybe play. we'll, that's what I was just about to say. Mm. You know, maybe we'll get Adele down in Who? Hobart. Adele. Adele. Is she good? Pardon? Is she Surely young? you know Adele. Let's get the Spencer Davis group in. I don't Rebirth. know who that is. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm shocked if you don't know who Adele is. I know who Adele is. I'm Come on now. <laughs> she's got a beautiful Never. voice. Yeah, she, she's amazing. She dropped a heap of weight, didn't she? And then, yeah. and then the pap won't leave her alone. They just yeah. they want to photograph her all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Which and would be really difficult. Mm. Yeah, it would suck. You, you, you would know what that's like. Oh, yeah. Yep. Especially from there. two episodes on Farmer Once Wife. Oh, yes. <laughs> I forgot and I didn't see it. Skip. We need a segment. I think we've got to go to a break, but we oh need to, we need 10 minutes talking about this, please. <laughs> Let's go to a break. We'll be back after this. It's no secret. Greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. It's no secret. Greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au 
Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you. Grand final day. So exciting. I um, am most excited to see little Levi run out as well today. I'm so excited for that. It's going to be so good. Yeah, cool. that is that is cool. But for the How next five special. minutes, I'm, I'm going to hold court here, Holly. And so okay. Farmer Wants a Wife exclusives interviewee, interviewer, <gasps> Brett Jeeves, Holly Fowler. Oh, Holly, I've always wanted to know. Look at how red you are. Everyone, <laughs> I've got you nervous. This is good. Tell us about Only the... Only because re- I have to be very careful. About I know, it. I know. It's fine. Yeah. We, we, we won't stitch you up. But I'm, yeah, I'm interested sure. to know about the reality TV experience. So for those that don't know, Holly is currently on um, Farmer Wants a Wife, um, mm. trying to partner up with Will. He's pretty handsome. He's not a bad-looking dude. How how is that experience, and how did how does that come about? You applied and were accepted. Talk us yeah. through the process. Yeah, it was a long. It was yeah a while ago now, but um yeah applied, um got through, and yeah it was a bit of a whirlwind from there. Spent some time um out on the farm, as you'll see. I was doing bloody. Farm activity, I think the episode the other night, I was preg testing sheep, which was very interesting experience. Um, yeah, I made um, quite a few friends as well, which was really cool. Um, it feels like it was just a lifetime ago um, now from filming it. But yeah, it's, uh, I've, I, I've had a really like a quite positive experience. I've heard like I was... As you know, I was a bit nervous um, for it to Very go to air for a multitude yep. of reasons. But also, um, just given that you do watch a lot of reality TV and you get worried about how you might be spun or things like that. But, um, I mean, the producers that I worked with um, were excellent. They took really good care of me. Um, and I feel that my portrayal so far or has been really accurate it's just been me like I think um yeah that's definitely who I am I've had a few nasty comments on Facebook but I try not to read read them them. yeah Yeah. they're always like someone without a profile picture most of them are just like she's too much um or (laughs) she she seems shallow or something (laughs) but then but then there's been a few like uh, elderly men that have said if they were 30 years younger, they would uh, they would take me out on a date. So yeah, uh, okay. So there's some uh, positive great as well. <laughs> confidence boost. Thanks. I wouldn't. For that. Yeah, look, and that's uh, you know um, the, the, the shallow comments and different things. That that's no, no, nah, so and don't, you know, no, nah, I don't take it to heart. It. I do think though, I do. Um, yeah, it does make you wonder. Yeah, for for people that maybe aren't in as much of a, a good headspace as as me could could really be affected by mm. it, but I've read it and kind of just laughed and, and then I've just kind of switched off from it because I've got too much stuff to do than scroll so, through people's mean comments. But, yeah. I've got to ask, so when when you went through the process, say things had worked out differently and, and you and Farmer Will created a bond um, and I've overstepped the mark in terms of you can't answer that question, can you? So I can't I will, answer. I will... Uh, well, yeah, I, I, yeah. Can you create a bond? Do you create a bond? You can't answer. So there you go. I, I can't to, answer who I need to the step win- that back. I can't answer who the winner is, but I will say that farmer, um, that the show uh, 
has produced a, a huge number of couples. Like you, there's The Bachelor and all of those and maths and all that kind of stuff. But um, The Farmer Wants a Wife has produced some, like I think it's like nine couples that live together. There's been babies from the show. Um, in turn, you're like, it's... If you go on a date or anything like that, you're not prompted to say anything. You really are just sitting down and chatting with the person that you go on to meet. Um, and the cameras are there, which is weird, but you weirdly get used to it after a while. But I have to say there they've been real couples out of this show. And um, I can't tell you if, it, you know, what happens um, with myself or with any of the other farmers for, for the season. But um, I will say there are some good stories uh I'm sure that will come out of this and and other seasons, but uh, yeah, I have to be I have to be careful not to to be yeah, a spoiler. Sorry, I nearly uh, I nearly to, I nearly sunk you then. But, to uh, be a spoiler, but which, yeah, which wasn't it's, um, intentional. It's okay. There's uh, yeah, there's some real there's some real stories that have come out of it, and it's um and I think yeah, the, uh, in terms of the producing of the show and stuff. I, I don't know that there'd be too many unhappy people out of it. Um, so it's it's been a, it's yeah. been a positive experience for you individually. Yeah. yeah, I um yeah, it's it feels like so long ago. I almost it's funny I would forget and then I'd get an email and be like, oh yeah, it's coming to air, or I'd see an ad and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> but anyway, it's pretty cool. No, it's good, pretty good crazy. On you, good on you for putting yourself out there. I think it's great. So uh yeah. You'll see that on your on your telly. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. The thing is, like, you spend so much time filming, but you don't know what they're going to cut, or you know, it's never as much as what actually happened or went on, um, or how long you spent filming. So it's interesting to see what parts they use, and um, yeah, it'll be. <laughs> it'll so be on cool the on one. the on the show, have you had an individual date with Farmer Will? I've had an individual date with Farmer Will on the show. Um, yeah. On the show, yeah. How did it? How did it go? Was so it... you can you can check it out. I need. I need to, I'm so, I'm so angry at myself. I haven't watched this. <laughs> I'm really disappointed, and I and I'm apologetic because uh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> how funny. <laughs> Just I hilarious. think the the most entertaining part so far is me preg testing um, sheep. So that's <laughs> unbelievable. This is television. spending every Saturday together. I feel like I've got to know you a little bit, and you're a, you're a humble person. Great sense of humour. And so I I want to see that on TV. I want to see if that comes across on TV. I just come uh, across an exact bogan it. as I am. Yes, that's what you um, are. Yeah, so, that's the yeah, right it, word. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> how it comes across. Perfect. So I was I was pleased with that. You know, I was like, okay, at least it it is it's me. So yeah, <laughs> that's cool. it's funny. Well but, done. Uh, you handled yeah, that well. Man. I apologise for nearly. Uh, ruining your contract with uh, <laughs> with the station. <laughs> it's all right. You can uh, you can go and you can catch up. You can catch up on the show if you want. I think it's on Sunday. So there you go. You'll have to catch up before Excellent. Sunday. I'm gonna, I will be catching up. I don't imagine that you'd watch a whole lot of reality TV, Jeevesy. Uh, no, but um, I don't get time to watch any TV. I watch all Law and Order. Yeah. Uh, Detective Stabler is a, a favourite of mine. And look, the storylines are horrible, but. Um, yeah, that they just—it's easy, easy watching. But I am—I am going to go back and watch every snippet of you on Farmer Wants a Wife. So, hilarious. Uh, good on you. Congrats. Thanks, mate. I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, um, I'm, I'm honestly glad it's gone well for you, and it hasn't been 
Yeah. Or the anxiety that you thought it might be. So it's been yep. it's been positive, which is no, great. It's, it's been good. Good to get over and done with. Uh, but we'll go to a quick ad break now and we'll uh, we'll be back, get a, a little bit of a lowdown on the what's happening on the ground in Melbourne uh, before we, we finish off the show and we find out who wins the grand final today. We'll be back after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you. We're about to get out of here, but it's bloody grand final day. Who's excited? I'm excited. Is Geelong going to win? Is Swans going to win? Hopefully, I think it's going to be Geelong. I think it's going to be Geelong. Ethan's going to be there, our producer. He'll be he'll be on the ground in all the action with his bloody AFL media pass. Good on him. Um, and we'll be watching on the telly, Jeevesy, because we're plebs. He was pretty happy to throw that at us, wasn't he? That he had I the know. AFL media Rub pass. Rub it in. And, yeah. It, it's yeah. only a small s- flex. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, Ethan, hey. 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 Hang on a second, Ethan. No one said you could chime in. Sorry. Also, also, Ethan, you won't be paid additional for your contribution to the show today, just so you're aware. No, it's okay. <laughs> my, it's my, been... my, uh, my payment will be going to the grand final today. We yeah, just, oh yeah we just had that fed down from uh, Hutchie himself. Oh. Said, yeah. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Hutchie just texted me and said, just make sure Ethan died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good on you, Ethan. Funny. You enjoy your day. And, and I, I feel for those MCC members that have had to you know, roll in at 7 a.m. pushing the kids Ethan's going to go in and there'll be just kids flattened on the ground. Not for me. I get to skip the queues. Yeah, you get to skip the queues. (laughs) Do you get a media lunch? Is there a free food? Yeah, there's free food, free drinks, everything. It's warm. Rub it in. Separated from everyone. It's incredible. That's ridiculous. Where are you watching it, Holly? Uh, I'll be watching it from Dad's place. Uh, He's a Geelong supporter, so he'll be screaming at the telly. Uh, It'll be good fun. But we've got to get out of here. That was Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves, go Cats. Rock on. Good luck.